Thank you, Jesus. All right, uh, I want you to remember now that this weekend we have Kevin and Leslie McNulty with us. And they're going to be here Sunday morning and Sunday night. So this weekend we have a Sunday night service. And your pastor requires your attendance. Amen. Amen. Don't embarrass me. Like the rest of these folks that are home tonight. <laughs> day. Be here for both services. I imagine Brother Kevin or Sister Leslie, both of them are good preachers in their own right. Uh, and they're missionaries all over Russia and Europe and Asia and going all over the world. Praise the Lord. And we just, uh, we support them on a monthly basis. And we're thankful for their ministry. Amen. All right. Now, we are in our subject, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And primarily we are dealing with the revelation gifts. Anybody remember what the gift of the word of wisdom is? What's the gift of the word of wisdom, sister? Mind of God for the future. And remember, when it comes to revelation gifts, that means that God wants you to know something. And so he's going to reveal something to you. Actually, the revelation gifts means something revealed. Now, who can tell me what the gift of the word of knowledge is? Anybody remember that one? We did talk about that last week, didn't we? Nobody wants to volunteer? Sister, give me the gift of the word of knowledge. Go ahead. You give it to me. You're the first one. Well, actually, it'll concern the present or maybe the past. Maybe something has happened in the past that he wants you to know about. And you would be uh, at a great detriment if you did not know it. And sometimes the Holy Ghost wants us to know things. Now, what if you didn't believe in these gifts? Then it would evidently grieve the Holy Ghost. Chances are uh, pretty slim that you'll get the gift of the word of knowledge. Facts in the mind of God concerning people, places, or things, concerning the past or the present. Word of knowledge. Knowledge is facts known in God's mind. Word of wisdom, always dealing with the future. Something he wants you to know, something he wants you to do, his plan and purpose for you for future events. Amen? Uh, God gave a word of knowledge to Howard Carter, or excuse me, a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. Sometimes, a lot of times these gifts will work together, cooperate together. And a uh, word of knowledge and a word of wisdom to Howard Carter and Lester Summerall, that they were going to meet each other. I don't know if they told them names, but they were going to meet each other in America. And then they were going to cover, go on a missionary tour throughout all of Asia. And they, excuse me, and they did. Praise the Lord. So, um, I'm sure that God will give these things to you if you make yourself available, if you believe them. Amen. Everybody say, thank you, Father, for the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now, let's just go read these gifts. They list them out because tonight we're going to talk about one more of the Revelation gifts and just deal primarily with that one tonight. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where they are mentioned. These are charis grace, uh, gifts or grace gifts given to the church, actually for the world. Generally, 
Uh, they are for the world. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, notice their gifts is italicized, so we could say spirituals, things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost, how he manifests. We're in his dispensation. His ministry is going on today. And this is part of it. Paul writes, I would not have you ignorant. Amen. God doesn't want us ignorant, does he? And then he goes down, let's go down to verse 4. Now, the verse is of gifts, but the same Spirit. And then verse 8, for to one is given, I'd read verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Now remember we told you that this is a word, not all of God's wisdom and not all of God's knowledge. It is a word, a fragmentary part of God's knowledge, a fragmentary part of his wisdom. Something he wants you to know. He's going to tell you everything he knows. There are a lot of things that you don't need to know. I don't need to know. None of our business, right? But what's concerning us and our ministry. <clears throat> For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing. Remember in the originals, healings, plural. By the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man several as he will. Now we said there were three revelation gifts, there are three power gifts, and there are three inspirational gifts. Three of them reveal something, three of them do something, three of them say something. But I thought it was interesting as I looked at this, and I never have really come up with an answer, and I'm sure I never really sought God about it, that he puts the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge together, but then he later down the end, he puts the gift of discerning of spirits after miracles and after prophecy. I'm sure that there's a reason for it, but I'm not going to get all shook up here about it. Okay, what do you reckon that means? I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask him, and if he wants me to know, I'll, I'll know, and then I'll tell you. But until he does, I don't know, you ask him. Maybe you'll find out. And I'm sure I'll get some responses from that. He's <laughs> the Lord. So uh, we're talking about now, we're going to deal with the gift of discerning of spirits. Now, I believe that they are <clears throat> different in the sense that he notice he says a word of knowledge. Then he says a word of wisdom. Might have said word of wisdom first. But then he doesn't say a word of discernment. A word of discerning. He doesn't mention the word word there at all, does he? Meaning that it would not be words. Then it would probably mean something else. And he has divided them here, so we're going to look at that. So we're talking about the revelation gifts, which simply means three gifts that reveal something. Revelation gifts cover everything within the realm of knowledge. Facts, events, purpose, motive, origin, destiny, whether it be human, divine, or satanic, natural or supernatural, concerning the past, present, or future. All these gifts will cover this area. Everything within the realm of knowledge, facts, events, purpose, motive, origin, destiny. Now you would have to understand that the gift of discerning spirits, motive would be in that. 
because you are discerning a spirit. For the reason is so you can judge it. So you can know what's behind what's going on. Because sometimes you may be in doubt. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, for instance, there are people that have come here to this church and are convinced that I'm of the devil. In one church I pastored, actually the first church I pastored right out of Ramah, there was one individual that said I was either the Antichrist or of the Antichrist. She hadn't made up her mind yet. So I went to her house to visit her. She opened the door about that far. And I said, Sister, I need to talk to you. She opened a little bit far. When she did, I stuck my foot in the door so she couldn't shut it in my face. I said, Sister, you will admit that I am of God. No, I'm not even going to admit that. Because I taught on faith. I taught on calling those things that be not as though they were. I taught on the fact that you don't have to walk by feelings. I'm telling you, I'm so glad so many times I don't have to walk by feelings and know that God's with me. I've got inside information right here inside the Bible. He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. It doesn't make a difference how I feel. If I felt like everybody in the whole world had turned it back on me and the universe, if I felt like it, if I felt like God had left me, I know he hadn't left me. And I know just the devil working on my feelings, right? So you are discerning things so that you may judge. And, but then you may think something's of God. And it not be of God. And then you just go right in and fall out. You know, Paul was just as guilty as you are. He did that. God had to give him a gift to straighten, out him, straighten him out. And I'm going to tell you this. I say it down here long. If you don't understand this gift and don't ever have it operating in your life, the devil's going to pull dumb, goofed up tricks on you. There are people, I can tell you, the folks come here and they just swear that I'm not of God. What I'm doing is not of God. Get mad and walk off and leave the church and tell everybody, oh, he's just this, he's just arrogant, he don't walk in love, he don't do that because I reprove, correct, and rebuke. And I call it just like it is. I tell it just like it is. And I don't try to sugarcoat it. And I could care less about being politically correct. But most of the time when I'm here, I don't call out those people's names. Now, if they're going to be a hypocrite for hypocrite's sake, I'll name them right in front of everybody. You know what I mean when I say hypocrite for hypocrite's sake? They're just going to be that way, and bless God, they don't care who, who knows it or who, who hears about it. They're just going to be this way, bless God, I'm going to do it anyhow. Well, then sometimes I have to, you know, but generally, you know, I, I tell people and try to help, help folks out, but some folks are just, they're not of God. The Bible talks about deliverance unreasonable and wicked men. Not everybody's wicked, I know that, but not everybody's reasonable either. There's some unreasonable Christians. I've met more unreasonable Christians than I have wicked Christians. But there are some of them that just flat, I've met some wicked ones too. Amen. I don't know if you know about it, you might need that word. Isn't this just amazing about gullible charismatics? They swallow everything. And then, and then to complain that God never shows them anything. Well, if you won't be so gullible, he might show you something. And then sometimes he'll tell you stuff he don't want you telling everybody in the world. That's the reason he can't tell you. You go out and blab it to the whole world. Moses got drunk and his son walked in, saw it, went out and told the whole world. Of course, there won't be any in the world that time, but he told them all. Didn't he? 
He told his brothers and the rest of the family, didn't he? Went out and see blabbermouth, toting garbage around. Folks, you don't need discerning a spirit for somebody just toting garbage around. God don't need to give you a gift like that. And I'll share with you tonight how, and one of the classics uh, of how uh, I didn't need discerning the spirits. He said, you're going to learn this through the word and just know some things. Amen. Well, some things are of God. So I might meddle a little bit tonight. How about that? We're in school here. Praise the Lord. Now, let's look at this again. Let me say this again. Revelation gives cover everything within the realm of knowledge, facts, events, purpose, motive, origin, destiny. I mean, you want to know somebody's purpose. You want to know somebody's motive. You got to know. I mean, a lot of times you make a decision, man, it's my life and death. And then you, I, I saw folks, I saw folks get hooked up. And when I was at Ramah, the old man, this guy come around with this great job, this great job, man, it sounded so good. And we all going to make a bunch of good money, you know, and all of this. Anytime folks get blabbing about money, you, you better watch it. Amen. Oh, we're going to make all this money. Oh, you're going to get rich. Yeah, sure you are. And if it didn't originate from God, then you're probably out of God's will to start with. Amen. <clears throat> Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. Amen. I've watched them come and go. I've watched them, you know, I've watched people fight me over a business and then they're no longer in it. They're like snowflakes in a hot August sunshine. They don't last long, do they? Over money. I don't worry, leave a church over money. Well, the pastor. Yeah, you're always sniffing around, aren't you? What's he doing with the money? He's spending it, dude. None of this is free. It'd blow your mind if I told you to budget what we have and that the last three years we spent more than we took in. That's because, that's because when all of those goats and wolves were here, man, I sucked it in the bank. I milked them while I had them because I knew they weren't going to stay long. <laughs> Honey, I knew it. I didn't need discerning the spirits. I knew they're not going to stay long. And they're not going to last. They love the faith and they love the prosperity and they're like a little Holy Ghost stuff like that, a little healing, you know. But then don't be telling me now how I'm supposed to live. Don't be telling me I need to be in church. Don't be telling me I need to s s s submit. <laughs> they can't even hardly say the word. They think that word was a devil word. God invented submits in the Bible. So why everybody sit in the middle? Why don't y'all spread out? What is all this? I don't know. Y'all doing something here. We're, the three, let me move on before I get ahead of myself. The three revelation gifts are the gift of the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning the spirits and discerning spirit. These are gifts that are given as the spirit wills. We cannot make them happen or think them up. I just come up with a word of wisdom. You did. Oh, I imagine it's going to be a, a humding or two. They are all supernatural. And the purpose of these gifts are simply the fact that God wants us to know something. So he is revealing it to us through one of these gifts. Now, discerning spirits definition. Supernatural insight into the realm of spirits. Everybody say spirits. spirits. All right. Now, the word of wisdom, that's facts about the future. Direction is always directive. Uh, word of knowledge, present, past. Facts, God wants you to know something here. That's not something you'll know 
Actually, I would have to say to me now what my definition, because there, there are schools of thought on this thing, but, and we'll just look at the word, but I believe that in discerning spirit, there's something he wants to show instead of something you just know. He wants to show, then you'll judge it, showing you and you'll know it, then you'll judge it, all right? To perceive, one definition said, I'm not sure about that. I think that's word of knowledge. I'm just giving you schools of thought. Discriminate, distinguish by eye, and then someone says, or intellect, what is truth or error? Howard Carter said, and he's actually, most all the teachings that people are teaching today in full gospel circles, when they teach on the gift of spirit, most every bit of it stems back to Howard Carter. That's where it come from. This guy got a revelation of it in prison. Howard Carter says, the power to look into the other world. Everybody say, look. look. What if you look at something, you're going to what? See something, right? The power to look into the other world, to see the unseeable, and to judge what you see. Isn't that amazing? What it's not, it is not the gift of discernment. I said it before, needs to bear, bears repeating. It is not the gift of discernment. I have the gift of discernment. No, you don't have any such thing. Amen. Most of the people who have the gift of discernment, most everyone's I've seen, they're always very suspicious. It is not discerning devils. It is not suspicion. It is not discerning demons. It is not discerning people. Please get this. It is not mind reading. It is not something you learned. It is not natural ability. It is not knowledge naturally given. It is not criticism. And it is not, somebody says, I have a discerning spirit. No, it doesn't say that. It's not called, you have a discerning spirit. When you get this gift, you have a discerning spirit. If somebody says they have a discerning spirit, that means that they're a spirit like dishonor. This doesn't work for you all the time. If somebody had a discerning spirit, they'd be able to discern all the time, wouldn't they? Well, this is as the spirit wills then. If you had it and you could do it all the time, then it wouldn't be as the spirit wills, it'd be as you will. So then that eliminates that, don't it? It is not discerning people, not discerning devils, not discerning demons. It is discerning, gift of discerning of spirits. You're looking at spirit, not a person. Are you listening to me? It cannot ever be discerning of devils or discerning of demons or discerning of evil spirits because there are good spirits as well as bad. You may discern that it's good because you need to know something and God show you it's all right. And I'll show you an example of that. Many times people get this gift confused with the word of knowledge. Because if it's a word of knowledge, it is a word of knowledge you know, you heard. A word of knowledge is something you hear on the inside of your spirit. Sometimes it'll just, like to me now, it'll just float up to my mind. A lot of times that's the way it is. If it'll float up on my mind. He'll tell me something. He'll, he'll just like I told you about the, the guy, his name was Rod Emmel and how he, he, le- he went to church one night and, and back then, you know, we only had about 50, 60 people in that church. And, and he left church and we went over to this other church, this other guy he started. So they want to go check it out. And I, I, he didn't call me and tell me he was going. And I didn't ask him to. Man, I always tell people, if you can get fed, better go on over there, then go, go. But uh, <clears throat> anyhow, and he come back and then he told me about a week or so later, he said, I guess you wonder where I was. I never, never wondered a moment because I know where you were. Well, what do you mean? I said, the Lord told me. Where was it? You was over that other church. Yeah. Well, that was right. <laughs> That's where you went. So that was a gift of the word of knowledge. God showed me. Now, 
The word of knowledge is facts revealed, but discerning of spirits would have to be the ability to see into the spirit realm, or he'd say a word of discerning. Wouldn't he? It's not discernment. Now, all visions would probably have to fall into this category. If a person has a vision, if a person falls into a trance and sees something. Now, you can have an open vision. That's just like a TV screen opens right in front of you. Now, I've had visions, not many, uh, but I know one I had. One of them I had was of what Jesus looked like when he was crucified on the cross, when it says his body was so marred. I asked the Lord one night I was preparing my first sermon. I was going to preach on why I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And uh, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God. And so that was my first sermon in the church. And uh, I, I was preparing. I remember one night in the, in the living area, den area, whatever, uh, I was sitting there and there was, Patsy had gone to bed or something. I was sitting there just praying in the dark and I was praying. And I said, Lord, show me what you look like so I can relay it to the people. And when I did, I saw a face. <laughs> and, uh, and people laugh about this and say, well, that's just something. But I, I, you know, I saw that and, and, and I saw a face that was uh, beat and puffed and beard tore out and you know, the crown, blood going down and all this. And I saw this face and uh, I, 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 you know, I went and preached that. And well, later I was going on to Raymond. I went to Raymond one day. We was at Woodland Hills Mall. I was walking through the mall, walked through a bookstore. And I was walking through the bookstore. And as I did, I looked, boom, there was that face that I saw. And it's the face on the book that's called a shroud. And it's the same face. And I said, whoa, <laughs> that was the face that I saw. So anyhow, I judged what I saw and I judged. Are you listening to me? Okay, now you'll be able to discern evil or good or hypocrisy among even God's people. Are you listening to me? Let's look at some examples. Let's look at Gehazi's greed. Second Corinthians, excuse me, Second Kings chapter five. Because visions would have to fall into this category, I would think. Because it's not a, a gift of the Spirit called the gift of visions, is it? Is it? Not, not in the nine manifest, manifested gifts there in 1 Corinthians 12, is it? So I would think that this would fall under it in this category in uh, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 15. You remember Naaman came down and got healed and washed in the seven times and got healed and all this stuff and he was wanting to pay and give all this stuff. And uh, the prophet said, no, 2 Kings 5, 15. Let's read... Uh, thank this one. And he returned to the man of God and he and all his company and came and stood before him and said, behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. And he said, as the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And so Naaman goes on and they go down to verse 19. And he, said, then, uh, and he said to him, go in peace. So he departed at him a little way. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God said, behold, my master has spared Naaman this Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, is all well? And he said, all is well. My master has sent me lying, ain't he? saying, Behold, even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. 
And Naaman said, be content, take two talents. And he urged him and <clears throat> bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and laid them upon two of his servants and they bare him before him. <clears throat> and when he came to the tower, he took them from, the hand, from their hand and bestowed them in the house and he let the men go and they departed. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, whence comest thou, Gehazi? <laughs> and he, he said, thy servant went not with thee. He lied again, didn't he? And he said unto him, went not mine heart with thee? When the man turned again from his chariot to meet, he had to seen something, right? <clears throat> Is it time to receive money? I mean, he saw the whole ball of wax. Is it time to receive money to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maids The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, a leper as white as snow. Wow. Boy, that's what greed gets you. Now look what happened. Gift concerning spirits went in operation. Exposed the liar, didn't it? Exposed greed, didn't it? <clears throat> and then judgment came. Now I'm telling you, that is the doctrine of the Lord. I'm going to show you to you in the New Testament. In the New Testament, he calls it the doctrine of the Lord when judgment comes. When this gift comes, I mean, God wants you to see something so you can judge something so you can do something. Okay, are you with me, church? Now, let's go to 2 Kings 6 and look at another. I'd have to say that visions fall in this category, wouldn't you? If you're going to see into the realm of the spirits, if you're going to see spirits, then remember, it can't be just discerning of devils or demons because there are angels out there of God, aren't they? And they're spirits, aren't they? Aren't they spirits? And they're good spirits, angels of God. They're bad ones out there, but they're good. All right, let's look at some good here. In 2 Kings 6, verse 8. Mind if I read quite a bit of scripture? All right. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God went unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> he's operating in the word of knowledge, isn't he? But he's giving him a word of wisdom, isn't he? <laughs> All right. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore trouble for the king, for this thing. And he called his servants and said, uh, will you not show me who among us is against us? That's what he's saying. Amen. And one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king, but Elijah the prophet that is in Israel, tell the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Hallelujah. And he said, go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. Now, don't you watch here. <laughs> this is so cool. Well, how God works. And it was told him saying, behold, he's in Dothan. Therefore, sin he did the horse. Now, now listen, <clears throat> don't you reckon that God told him they're coming? And you know what? Trouble, I mean, God warned you through a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or discerning of spirits. You can know things ahead of time. But you know, we still don't have to be afraid. The Bible promises us protection. Right? Therefore, sin he threw the horses and chariots and a great host. <laughs> and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Didn't I tell you not to be prophesying all this stuff? You get us in a mess of trouble. <laughs> Don't be operating in them gifts anymore. Now remember I told you that in the Old Testament, all of them operated, that's in the new except for two, that's the gift of diverse kinds of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues. I didn't have those in the Old Covenant. And, uh, and Elisha, uh, now, now look, let's get this. How shall we do? And he answered, fear not, 
for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. How, how did you know this? And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, a mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And these are good spirits. Good spirits. Kind we like. Ready to go to battle for us, amen. Why fight when you got that going on around you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, folks. God has assigned at least one angel, war angel with me when I was born on this earth as his assignment. And when I go to Africa, he's not going to stay here. He's flying with me to friendly skies, amen. And when we get there, you know what? There'll be more with us than there'll be with them. I'm talking about the enemy. So why should we worry? Why should we sweat? It's when we don't know about these things, when we're ignorant of these gifts, we suffer. Amen. I'm convinced God give the word of knowledge and word of wisdom to every parent. Amen. And so you can know what's going on, what they're doing. And a lot of times we're telling our children some things and they just think it's us. When the whole time, word of wisdom from God. And besides that, we have learned something also. We were stupid just like you. And we learned, don't do that. Well, it hurts when I do that. Well, don't do that. And then it won't hurt, right? Say amen, somebody. Open his eyes, Lord, let him see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and saw the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha, see, they still think that now. Syrians still think they're going to take over. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's surrounding them. And when they came down here, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. Look here. He had discerning of spirits. Now judgment come. Look here. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of the Lord. And Elisha said unto them, this is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me. <laughs> they don't even know they're following the prophet, I guess. And I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he's the man all along. <laughs> right? But he led them to Samaria and it came to pass when they were coming to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men now that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw, look how God's working with this prophet. And behold, there were in the midst of Samaria and the king of Israel said, Elisha, when he saw them, my father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, thou shalt not smite them. Wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword, with thy boat? Set them, set bread and water before them. Let them eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more into the... <laughs> I love it. Ain't no need to go down there no more. You'll smite us blind, man. <laughs> and they let us off and didn't kill us. Boy, where are the prophets of God today? Where is this today? Honey, this has got to come back to the body. We have so many hate mongers now. Have you seen this moveon.org stuff? Heard about them? They are so demonic. It is pathetic. They are hate mongers. They don't mind, and, and they think they're right, and they get up on national TV and use the F word. 
and they think they're right. Honey, they can think what they want to and the devil can think what he wants to, but he ain't going to deceive the Holy Ghost. And there's a gift called a gift of the word of knowledge and a gift called a gift of the uh, a word of wisdom and a gift called discerning of spirits. Amen. Amen. And then there's another one, another thing called the doctrine of the Lord. Amen. This is good stuff. Are y'all with me? Are you glad you came tonight? Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter five, looking to the New Testament now. Now, I'll just ask you here how some say was the word of knowledge. Some say it was discerning of spirits. But I think sometimes that unless you see, you can't know. Now, anybody here ever met anybody in Christianity that at first you thought spiritual? This is surely a man of God. This is surely a woman of God. And you walked on, and then next thing you know, something happened. They got you all wrapped up in stuff, and you're in trouble, and everybody's mad, and you don't even know where it come from, and all this happened when this real spiritual man, like we had one in our church one time that used to do this. He's coming to church for a while. He'd been in eight churches. When I found that out, I asked him, I said, how come you were in so many churches? Because I'd already saw something wrong here. Eight preachers are wrong. He says, well, you know, preachers make mistakes. I looked at him and I said, I ain't. Because <laughs> I ain't going to do it unless it's God. And, and so I watched him. And then, you know, in my church, and we, we started in this place, and he came. And, oh, man, he, he has these little friends and all these people. He brings, you know, watch him. There's one person brings people with him. And then this one person, what he does, he's bringing these with him so they can latch on to others so he can take more away. You don't even need discerning of spirits to see that's a stupid idiot. Okay? I wouldn't know God if he walked down the street with a red hat on. With a sign that says, I'm God. Now, I'm just telling you, and the gullible Christians who follow this stupid stuff makes me mad. I don't mind telling you, I get mad at this. Well, he'd get, he'd get him side and he'd say, come over to my house. Why don't you come over to my house tomorrow night for coffee? I mean, I preached a Bible study in his home. Oh, loved it. Just loved it. But you know what? Pastor, if he's really pastor, he's, he's not just teacher. He's shepherd. He's spiritual father. And he's a father over the children under the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. And the word is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ tells the pastor, shepherd, father, how to shepherd, pastor, father, the children. And he says, beat them if they're wrong. I know you don't like that. You're looking at me like that. I don't want none of this. No, no chastisement for the moment seemed joyous, folks. I didn't like it with my mama. My mama told me this hurts me more than it hurts you. I said to myself, she's lying. Because <laughs> it can't hurt her worse than it does me. <laughs> Not when she gets that switch and just burning me up with it. Well, he'd bring them over and then he'd say, what do you think about this thing that the pastor and then he'd invite somebody else. And he'd invite somebody else. Next thing you know, man, we got a mess all over here. And it's all shook up and tore up and people wondering what's going on. And next thing you know, 
I mean, I got, he, he'd come in with a few, but he, him and some others took more out, mm-hmm. wiped it out. Well, well, you know what? God gave me discerning spirits. Because yeah. one night, <clears throat> I had a dream. And a lot of times it comes to me in dreams. You can have a vision in a dream. Mm-hmm. Solomon in a night vision, called a night vision. Okay, one night I had a dream. One night I was in this place and I was preaching and there was all those people in my church right there. And I said something, I turned my back. When I looked back, they were all gone. That was a word of knowledge and discerning spirits operating together. And, and you know what? One day I was preaching, the next day, they're gone. The whole bunch took them all out. But you know what? That guy, that guy was in his um, 50s, 60s. Was he 50s? I think he was in his 50s, yeah. Uh, late 50s, uh, riding down the road one day, <laughs> dropped dead. You won't mess with a man of God and you don't mess with the gospel, and you don't mess with this message he gave me to preach. You're a heap of trouble, you do. Because usually there's a doctrine of the Lord that goes with it. And, And you watch. These people, because judgment is delayed, their heart is set to evil. And God, and we under grace, and sometimes his mercy, well, you know, he'll strive with you. He'll try, you know, and he'll speak. But after a while, you know, they keep up like this. After a while, their conscience gets seared and they can't even hear the Holy Ghost talking to them because the Holy Ghost talks to them through their spirit because that's where he lives. And see, your spirit relay it up to you and it comes to your comprehension. I taught you all that on spirit's own body, didn't I? Huh? And, and you get after a while, you can't hear it or the Holy Ghost just quits. And when he quits, he's just driving on. He's just driving on. Does it make everyone you want to get on your face right now and ask God to forgive you or anything you can think of? Huh? Huh? Are you out there? This is the, this is, and there are folks will sit right in church and say, I don't believe none of that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Acts chapter 5. And a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira's wife sold possession, kept back part of the price, wife being privy to it, and brought it a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? To keep right now. He could have had a word of knowledge, but he could have had discerning of spirits. They could have operated together there. No doubt about it. He knew things supernaturally. Didn't he? And so he ended up, Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead, didn't they? Look at here. If this is discerning spirits, it goes in line with the rest of them. Judgment came. Oh, the doctor of the Lord came. Now, how do you suppose Peter knew? Word of knowledge or discerning spirits? Now, I remember Brother Hagin talking about that uh, he had a vision. Jesus appeared to him and, um, and Jesus was talking to him. And he said the whole time he's talking to him, he said there was this, this great big fellow behind him. And he said the fellow kept motioning to him, kept motioning to him. You remember me telling the story. Uh, but anyhow, after Jesus talked a while, Brother Hagin said, who's that, who's that fellow? He said, that's your angel. He said, he's a great big guy. I forget if he said he's about eight or nine foot tall or whatever. Great big rascal. And he said, my angel. He said, yeah, your angel. He said, didn't you read my word that they always behold the face of their, the father, their angels do? He said, that's your angel. And he sent to you and he's got a message from God. So here come a word of wisdom, but it comes a word of knowledge also. But he's seeing into the spirit realm. So you got all three of them operating together here. All three of the gifts operating here. He, the angel told him, he said, there's a certain individual that's told you that he will buy your tapes and buy your, the, the reels and do all the taping for you and all of this. You just turn it over to him and you've been thinking about it. Don't do it. 
Don't do it. Okay, so he saw into the spirit realm. He saw things. He heard the angel. The, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom came to him. He said, but do this. And he said, by a certain time, you'll have such and such money. He said, he come right down. He said, he had it right to the penny. What he told him. Man, how many of you say, thank God for this gift? Amen. How many people uh, do you know that if they'd had this and had not married certain individuals? This is give you hell all your life. Just put you through hell. Just hard-headed, ignorant, stupid people, rebellious. Can I tell you something else? That the Lord told me the other day. He said they don't ever change. I, I go back and look out over the older counseling and all the encounters I've had in my life and ministry since I've been in it. And where people have tried to have marriage counseling and all that stuff, it don't ever work. Because that person with that problem never changes. So he said, quit wasting your time in that certain areas. Isn't that amazing? Just told me that the other day. He said, they're not going to change. They can't. They can't change. They already got it in them. That's what they are. You become that. I said, you become that. Could it happen? Yeah, it could. But for the most part, it ain't. And I've never seen them where it worked. I've never brought counseling together where one's going to lead the other one for whatever reason. I've had them sit right in my office and I tell them, you know you don't have a spiritual leg to stand on. We've had them come right to this church here. Two got involved in this church and, and split up a marriage right in front of right, and sang up here in this choir and one played, played the drums. And, and, and I tell you right today, we'll justify it to this second. We'll say, this was of God. Well, God forgave us and we don't now. Now, God's hand ain't ever going to bless what was wrong. Amen. Are you kidding me? Where, where did your brain, folks? Did you leave your brain home? Amen. He can't bless it. Amen. How can he? It was wrong. And besides that, he made a whore out of her. That's B-I-B-L-E. Causes her to commit adultery. She calls him. Seducing spirits. You try to do what's right, it didn't work, or did it? No. And then come in and contaminate the church. Stuff like that makes me mad. But you know, we could probably, in the long run, avoid a lot of problems if we knew right up front and had discerning of spirits. We could save a lot of the problems that it caused in the church. I could at least dealt with that and got it on out. I'm trying to do what's right. I'm trying to work things out. I'm trying to fix things. I'm, try I'm a healer, not a destroyer. You know, I, I want to put things back together. I don't know how to tell y'all to tear everything up. But sometimes, you know, with certain people, you want to tell them, go on and live your life and enjoy yourself. Find you somebody that will love you. I know you might not like that, but it's the truth anyhow. I said it's the truth anyhow. Instead of spinning your, spinning your life, arguing and fussing all the time. That's not God. Amen. God's called us to peace. Amen. Sometimes, I, I, you know what I mean? Wouldn't you rather have peace in your life? Amen. If they've already gone and already contaminated themselves, what do you want them back for anyhow? And you think, well, my world is over. It is not. 
You can fall in love with somebody and be greater in love than you ever thought you were. And then after a while, you look back and you think, dear Lord, why did I even go through that? I remember, man, when we were split that time, we cried and we did all. You think when people come to Christ, they change, but they don't, they don't make a difference. They don't make a difference even with charismatic folks. Word of faith, people in the Word of Faith Church still act like this. I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. Till finally one day I said, that's it. I'll never cry another tear long as day I live. Amen. And then the Lord said, well, finally. It's about time. <laughs> Just get over it, you know, and then start using your faith and let God do some things. How come me to get off on that? Now, like I said, there's two schools of thought. One of them says it's only visionary, which I believe. The other one says you spiritually sense it, but then why didn't he call it something else, discerning of spirits? Most discerners are usually just judges. Now, let's go to John 6. Look at Jesus. Y'all with me? I know I make your wheels turn. I know sometimes I make you mad, but that's all right. If you repent, God will forgive you. John chapter 6. How many believe he'll forgive you if you repent? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's look at John 6, verse 70. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen tw you twelve, and one of you is a devil? How you suppose he knew that? Huh? He saw it, and he judged it. Now, go to John chapter 1. Just back up to John chapter 1. Here's a good one. Because I told you there's good as well as bad, isn't it? How many believe there's some good people out there? Let me tell you, ladies. Let me tell you, men. Somebody you love did you wrong. Let me tell you something. There's some good men out there and there's some good women out there who have just a good heart. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. Let that rat go. <laughs> Kick the dust off your feet and put your sign up. I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a woman. And I'm walking in discerning your spirit so you better watch out. <laughs> Are y'all out there? John... We having fun. John, we can preach on anything and have fun, can't we? John 1, 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. Nathanael said to him, Whence thou knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Look here, he figured it right out, didn't he? <laughs> Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. In other words, Jesus saw him, Jesus saw the Spirit, Jesus judged it, didn't he? Yes. Amen. Are y'all with me, church? Yes. Got to move on right quick here. Now, we got, are you enjoying this gift? Yes. How many think it's necessary? Yes. Now, look, let me say this. Thank you, Father. Let me say this. There are people who make mistakes. And if you're one of those who haven't, you might as well leave because you're a liar anyhow. <laughs> and if you're without sin, we'll go get our bucket of stones and let you cast the first one, okay? But we're talking about a different thing here, right? Refusing to obey God and do what he says. Now, how many believe this gift is desperately needed today? Amen. You can discern unscrupulous spirits. Remember, it's spirits. You can discern who to marry, who not to marry. Brother Hagin said this woman in his church wanted to marry him. She's a piano player. One day he's preaching and all of a sudden went into a trance, saw her on the street corner, car pulled up. She got in the back seat. They drove down the road and committed adultery. While he was preaching one day. Says he, when he come back out of it, he just started preaching up right where he was. 
<laughs> and the church never knew it. That was discerning the spirit. Who to get into business with if they lead you away from God, lead you away from the word, lead you away from the pastor, lead you away from church, telling you you don't need this church and you don't need to do this and you don't do, and how to direct your life. You don't even need discerning spirits. You need to run from them. If they tell you gain is godliness or if they tell you that you must, you know, we must be of God because we are financially rich. You don't need discerning spirits. They're not of God. I missed that dart right there. Amen. <laughs> who to trust and who not to trust. You cannot trust your feelings. You feel, it feels like people are okay. But you can't trust your feelings. Listen to me. Are, are you listening? Thank God for this gift of discerning of spirits. This gift will save us from much damage to our lives, families, finances, and ministry. Peter said, be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Your adversary devil is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. If you're ignorant of his gift, he's going to devour you. Amen. We are to be sober and on guard at all times. Satan has plans to destroy us if he can. He will do his best to pull many dumb, goofed up tricks on all of us. Ephesians 6 speaks of the wiles of the devil. He's always trying to pull us into his traps. Some of them, if we don't know about this gift, could take us years to get out of or even destroy us. I mean, you do some things, man. People, some people invested money. Take them years. For the life of me, I can't understand how people will spend their money, spend their money, spend their money, neglect their family, spend their money, spend their money, thinking... And just end up hardly getting by chasing a dream. There ought to be some fruit, folks. There ought to be some fruit somewhere. Are y'all listening to me? Yes. Satan is always trying to pull us to his traps. If we don't know about this gift, it could take us years to get out of it or even destroy us. This gift will reveal what is truth and what is error. Satan is the deceiver, but he can never deceive the Holy Spirit. I'm waiting for an amen on that one. He will beat your head in if you are ignorant of this gift. And the church has been ignorant. They have swallowed everything that comes along because they're charismaniacs. Then they complain that God never speaks to them or shows them anything. But this gift is to profit with all, isn't it? And it is part of the Holy Spirit's ministry, isn't it? Then shouldn't we expect it? Say amen, church. There are many times we need to know and discern the spirit that motivates certain individuals. Remember, not the person, not discerning of people, discerning of spirits. For this reason, I believe it is, the, it is the ability to see into the spirit world. Otherwise, it would be a word of knowledge or just suspicion, especially if we don't like the individual. I believe if we pray and ask God for this gift, he will give it to us as needed. Acts chapter 16. Here's one. Let me show you how Paul got messed up. And God had to give him this gift to get him straight. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Are you there yet? <clears throat> and it came to pass. How many of you get anything out of this tonight? All right. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men 
are as the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now they're down at Philippi. So they're going into town, they're checking on the churches that they've established, or, or, or the places here, they're, they're, they're preaching in Philippi. Okay, Paul don't know this woman, but I can tell you that all the guys that are making money off of her knew her. And so they're not going to go up and tell Paul what she's doing. So he don't know. But here this woman, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you, what would you do? I mean, what would you have done? Okay, you're must Mr. Spiritual. I, I can tell you what you'd do. Uh, you went to a church one night. Some man got up. Somebody gave a message in tongues. And then up stood this fine upstanding person that said that this is for you and thus saith the Lord God. This is the man of God. You will meet a certain woman in such a place. You will move to this town. You, God didn't put prophecy and tongues interpretation to call you into the ministry. Or this man is a man and you, maybe you're there preaching, you know, and then they said, somebody gave a message in tongues. And this man is a man of the servant of the most high God who's come to show us the way of salvation. And you'd think, wow, that woman's spiritual, you know. And, and the Bible says she cried. Now, it could have meant that she said it with a loud voice. It could have been, these are men of the most high God which show unto us, hallelujah, the way of salvation. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and they could probably jerk a few times. What is that? That's just that Holy Ghost power. Jerking. Not making light of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, you can jerk. I've had it happen to me. All right. But I'm just telling you that anybody can jerk. Anybody can say something. And then all week, this woman stood up every night and all week you've had the devil helping you advertise. And we don't want the devil advertising for us, do we? Huh? I mean, what would you do? What would you do? I tell you what, you've been just as gullible as anybody else. You swallowed that stuff and you thought, yeah, bless God. Look here, God's done right from everybody. Told them people that I am of God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. They ought to know now. I don't care if Jesus Christ himself stood here. Most folks ain't going to believe it no how. They're not. And, and, and so, but after, Bible says after many days, Paul being grieved, didn't say he's grieved in his spirit. Just said it because it didn't say it. It just said Paul being grieved. Said to the spirit. Said to the spirit. Now, how many of you believe that the Holy Ghost knew who this one was the whole time? How many of you, come on now. The Holy Ghost, he knows that because I said, you know, in the realm of knowledge, everything, the realm of knowledge has to be in these, these revelation gifts. The Holy Ghost knew. How come the Holy Ghost didn't tell him? Can I give you my interpretation? I think Paul knew it by then we witnessed the whole time, but she sounded so good. <laughs> and I think the Holy Ghost tried to deal with him probably just doing it because that's the primary way he's going to lead you is by an inward witness you know and after many days if the Holy Ghost knew it to start with why didn't the Holy Ghost tell him to start with because he had already had enough Bible knowledge and, and, but you see this thing sounded, sounded good and, and he might have had a witness and I'm sure look I'm telling you the Holy Ghost will bear witness from the beginning I meet people, man, my antenna's up. I'm not judging people. I'm just telling you my antenna's up. You know, and then, and then a lot of times I don't need discerning spirits. I just wait, see what comes out of their mouth. I don't need it. 
Now, now here's an example, and, and this, everybody loves this story, but you know, and I ain't got time to go into all of it, but Audrey, Audrey was, was a classic example. <laughs> I, I'm in, uh, God told me by, by an audible voice, call me to the ministry, and by, to me now, audible to me, told me where to go to school. And so I went, and I'm obeying God, you know, and I, and I can, back then I didn't tell everybody all that stuff that God, how God showed me, because folks when you go to church, I knew you weren't going to believe it anyhow. So, uh, I mean, I just obeying what I got, and I get there, and one night, uh, uh, one day, I forget how it is, we met this lady, you know, uh, somebody was coming, some young couple was coming to us, and, and they introduced us to this Audrey. Audrey lived underneath me, and I know what it was, I was on the back, I was on the deck one day cooking some, some hamburgers, grilling them. And man, the wind was blowing and I thought, man, I'm going to burn this apartment down. I'm going to be in a heap of trouble. I thought, Lord, hurry up and cook so I can put this stuff out. And then she comes out and she just exchanging pleasant words. You know, I'm just being nice to her. It's a Saturday afternoon. And I, I, I want to, uh, you know, cook my hamburgers because back then, you know, listen, folks, this is a treat to us. Yeah. Like, we didn't have much money. And I'm at Raymond, you know, so I'm cooking my hamburgers and me and my wife, I don't know what Kim, Kim Paul was not born in because you were seven months pregnant or, or you were pregnant with him. And so uh, we're sitting there and I, I'm talking to her and I, and I just cordially invited her. I said, would you like to come up and have a hamburger with her? I lied when I said it, had to repent because I did not want her to come up. I was hoping she's going to say no. I, but I was just being nice. She said, well, let me ask my father. I said, and this woman looks like she's 40-some years old, you know. 40, 50, she's going to ask her dad. I mean, she old enough to ask, on her own make a decision. She stopped and prayed. She said, Father, may I come? And I thought, hey, get out of here, man. You know, what is this? She stopped and prayed. And then she looked at me. She said, the father, father said, yes, I could come. I said, well, come on up. I said, oh, God, I wish I opened my mouth. Like that, you know. She'd come up and she'd talk. And we exchanged pleasures, you know. And, and never did get to eat my hamburger. Man, that just burnt me up. I mean, just sitting there. She talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And somebody we knew, she knew, you know, and she knew about Raymond, knew about Hagen, and she goes to the meetings, you know, and I thought, this lady's spiritual, you know, and has a bunch of them together and, and all of this stuff. And, um, uh, and man, it got to about 1.30. I got to get up and go to church in the morning. And, and so I, I said, Audrey, you have to forgive us. I, I need, we got to get up early and go to church here because, you know, I'm a Christian. Go to Christians, go to church. When the door's open. Uh, so anyhow, it was a side issue there. Yeah. Cost you a thing. Well, anyhow, uh, uh, she, said, uh, she said, okay. She said, but before I go, she said, I'd like to lay hands on you uh, that you'd fall out. I said, what? Fall out. Fall out. What are you talking about? You know, fall out under the power. Now, most of them have heard the story, but some of you haven't. And uh, I said, I mean, I never fallen out in the power. I've seen other people fall over. I thought, man, I want to fall out. Great. I said, fine, pray for Patsy first. That's exactly what I did. I said, I'm going to watch Patsy. Now, this little woman, she's a small little frail lady. And Patsy, she's way out there, you know. Actually, she's laying on the couch. So Patsy, she went and laid hands on Patsy. What she did, Patsy just fell right out on the sofa. I said, great day in the morning, man. Here comes my moment. I said, here, pray for me. So she come up and she put her hands right on my forehead, you know, and she went, something like that. It sounds sickening really to me. I didn't know what it was. But all of a sudden, man, just like my strength left me and just like waves of glory went over me, felt so good. And I floated to the floor and that woman with one hand laid me down. I'm begging she is. She ain't one hand. Laid me down softly on that floor. I thought it took me a minute to go to the, get to the floor at least a minute or two to get to the floor. It was just waves of glory. Man, I felt good. Yeah, we said good night. That's great. Praise the Lord. She went, I said, man, we really fell out in the night. Hallelujah. And so uh, 
And, and so, you know, we did, went through church the next day, you know, and all that. And, and then uh, the next night or Sunday night, about eight o'clock, was a knock at the door. I opened up and there was Audrey. And uh, she said, oh, just thinking about y'all or something like that. You know, come talk. And I said, well, well, come on in. I'm being polite again, but I don't want her to come in. You know, I, I, I got to get up and go to school in the morning. And so uh, she says, and she talks and she talks and we go on and she talks about all these things and it's good. And uh, man, you know, the word and all this, just talk the word. It was great. And then about 1.30 in the morning, Audrey, I got to go to school in the morning. Got to go to class. So yeah, uh, she says, could, she said, could I pray for you? Did you fall out again? I said, twice. Man, fell out last night, get to fall out tonight. Man, this is great. Pray for me first tonight, amen. I got in line first. We had a prayer line, two of us, me and Padgett. Falling out prayer line, you know. But you know what, when she told me, she, you know, she said, I have a ministry. I said, you know, I never read in the Bible where anybody had a ministry of falling out. You know, it might, might help us to check up on the Bible. And so I just, man, she laid down that, cut, tup, put, tup. I mean, just, just sickening, you know. I said, Lord, I mean, the Holy Ghost, that's the way you talk to her. Okay, who's me? I'm not going to be a judge. Lay down, man, just power left me, man. Glory to God, waves of glory. I just went on down for, laid down, and just basked in all these good feelings. And then we went to, you know, had, said goodnight. Monday night, 8 o'clock, guess what? And I got to think about it. And this thing went on. And, uh, and then we got to avoiding her. Man, we just, I mean, she's going to stay. She's rude, man. Holy Ghost ain't rude. Amen. She stayed at 1.30 in the morning. That's overstaying your welcome. You know, we got to get up. We got work to do and all this. And Pat's is pregnant and she's working. I mean, that's another miracle we could talk about how God did that. But uh, so uh, it went on, you know, we'd fall out. And, and then I, I got to avoiding her, you know. And then one day we happened to run into her. We was going out in the apartment and she was coming. She had this lady with her and she introduces her mother. And I said, hey, how you doing, Audrey? He said, nice to meet you. And I went well, on, you know, just as fast as we could. We got away from there. Because, you know, just staying up and falling out was great. And then uh, one night, though, we were talking and it got to bond because some of the things she began to say didn't line up with the book. And I challenged her. I said, Audrey, some things you're saying they don't line up with the Bible. Well, she was gathering up Raymond students to get them to tithe to her. And we were all, and other students and, and people and we were just getting sucked in. That's what she's on. And so anyhow, I challenged her. Well, anyhow, her mother came and then one day, you know, time went on. I don't know if it was two weeks, three weeks, a month later. So knock at our door. You know, you're kind of afraid to open the door to be older. You know, you open the door it's her mother. And she's in tears crying. She said, Jim, Will you please take me to the airport? My plane's leaving and Audrey's mad. She won't take me to the airport. I got no way to get my flight because that's such, such a time. She said, Jim, you won't believe it. She said, pots and pans are rattling and there's nobody in there. And all of a sudden, here's your sign. <laughs> I got my sign, you know. Uh, don't mind me, I'm just stupid. I have let this demon-possessed woman lay hands on me and my wife and her baby inside of her. You talking about repenting and cleansing. God never gave me discerning the spirits, but he gave me a brain, common sense, and the Bible. And when she started not lining up with the Bible is when I saw it. But you see, you just don't believe everything because somebody says it because they look like they're spiritual or talk like they're spiritual. Amen. You don't believe all that stuff, folks. That was a, that was a hard lesson for me. Amen. But it was a classic. 
And if I had Sunday morning, I could really make this thing, I could drag this thing out for 45 minutes to tell that story. I'd have the whole, whole crowd with me. I ought to do that one day and then pass the plate. Why they're all laughing, amen. You judge what spirit that is too, wouldn't you? Yeah. This woman here was a spirit, had a spirit of divination, which means python, divine, soothsayer, fortune teller. And you know what? Because all those guys were making money off of her. And man, when you bother with somebody's money, folks, listen, let me tell you, you can, up, so what happened? Because of discerning the spirits, they got thrown in jail because of the gift of discerning the spirits. Threw them in jail, their feet fast in stocks. Man, they all locked up. And at midnight, man, they were praying. But they sang praises to God and the prisoners heard them. And God heard them from the banisters of heaven and reached over and shook that place, amen. Caused a great earthquake. All because they had to get discerning spirits. Amen. They got thrown, look, when discerning spirits come along, you lot will get thrown in jail. Amen. That's all right, don't be afraid about it. God get you out of there. Through Peter and they were going to kill him, but God sent an angel and they said, here, come on, get yourself up there. Open up the door for me. He said, put your coat on, man. It's cold outside. He did. Get your cloak because it's cold outside. And it took him out. God will deliver you. Amen. They would be with us more than they would be with them. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so uh, uh, <clears throat> got the jailer saved, started a church at Philippi, all because of the gift of discerning of spirits. Amen. Isn't that something? Isn't that wonderful? And if he hadn't got, they had discerning of spirits and, and then he cast a demon out, see, wanted him to do something, cast a demon out of that woman. And then she probably got gloriously saved and then she couldn't do the fortune telling anymore. See, some people think when you have the gift of uh, discerning of spirits that you're telling fortunes, you're not. Reading people's minds, you're not. It's supernatural, it comes on you from God. Are you out there, church? So Paul may not, have been listening to his spirit or the inward witness. And so after many days, and I like to think that maybe I'd have been more spiritual than him and I would not have let the devil broadcast for me, but probably you and I both would have flunked the test too. But thank God for the Holy Ghost, right? Amen. So it doesn't, you know, discerning spirits revealed to him what spirit was motivating this woman. And it doesn't make any difference how religious people may act or how spiritual they may seem. Do not ever rely on your feelings because they seem to be fine. You and even Paul and I would have been deceived without this gift of the Spirit. Now, 1 John chapter 4, what does he tell us to do? Huh? Yes. Look here. Look what he tells us. He said, Beloved, verse 1, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, even the Spirit, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. This means when the Spirit's in manifestation now. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Now that's a test whether they confess Jesus. Now the test is whether does, the, does their word line up with the Word of God or do they argue the Word? Uh, number three, are they domineering, self-centered, overruling, or have no love? Love's always a good witness. Number four, what does your inward witness say? I remember my mother had that gift happen to her one day. She didn't, she didn't know anything about it. And uh, she was in a house and this man was just raving and raving. She was visiting, she was just doing the dishes. She wouldn't even look. And all of a sudden the Spirit of God said, turn around and look. Turn around and look. She turned around and she said it wasn't his face, it was another face, but she said fire was shooting out of his eyes. 
And that guilt, he wanted to know what spirit. That wasn't that man raving, it was that spirit raving inside of him. And so we need to know that. Now, let's close with this one right here. Oh man, it's 10 after 8. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> Acts 13. Because I wanted to show you. I, I, I fulfilled what I told you. I showed you how Paul was even deceived here. But the gifts got him free. Now let me show you here something else. The doctrine of the Lord. Acts 13, verse 6. And when they had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, really this Bar-Jesus, this other guy, by interpretation, withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, believed called him to believe, being astonished at the what? Judgment came, didn't it? Discerning of came who he was, and then judgment followed it. It followed in Peter's example, followed in Gehazi. So we see a pattern there with this. So we look at here how rough Paul was with this person that was a false prophet. He didn't turn to cheek. When the fault, he stood up for Jesus, stood up for truth. He said, you'd be smoked with blindness. And it was a doctor of the Lord, but it caused the conversion of the deputy. And it's dangerous to come against the gospel. Can you say Amen. Now, we need to thank God for the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. These revelation gifts can be lifesavers for all of us. Let us make this our prayer. Everybody pray this out loud. Close your eyes. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, don't let me be deceived. I believe in the gift of discerning of spirits. At times, I will need this gift operating in my life and ministry. I know you will grant this gift to me as needed. I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The gift, discerning of spirits. Our people, supernatural insight into the realm of the spirit. These, these are the revelation gifts. So believe in them. Ask God for them. Stay ready. Stay available. Amen. And the spirit wills, he will. Amen. All right, Brother Lindsay. Okay, ushers, come on right quickly. We've got two or three things to take care of, and then you have something you have to do. If you need an envelope for your worship tonight, we're going to receive time.